welcome to the world of music. Discover new music. Do you want to be the first to know? Pay attention. This is Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper. Yep, it's about that time. My name is DJ Hoppa. This is The Daily Discovery. He is Brent Butler, all the way from New York, uh, hanging out with us here in L.A. How are you, man? Hey, hey I'm very good. Uh, we're excited to have you here. And you've got this new project called Lilac. Yes, sir. Which I see is very consistent with uh, even your attire today. <laughs> Brent, was this was yeah. this planned, or is it just happened to be your favorite color that you wear every day? Um Today, today was planned. This was all very calculated. Um, <laughs> now, I guess uh, the the EP, the the naming it Lilac, I think has gotten a lot of questions. Basically, uh, Lilac, I don't think I ever considered it my favorite color before after making the album, probably. I feel like I have a deeper appreciation of it. Uh. But, you know, at the... Uh, I, don't, I, I always said that red was my favorite color as a kid, but maybe that's it's softened now into a more lilac shade. Basically... Um, the short story of it is I was going to call the album Selective Memory, okay, um, which, you know, ended up being a name of one of the tracks. on Which the you're going to play later yeah. here today yeah. in studio. For the first time ever, you're going to play it acoustically yeah. here in studio, which is very exciting. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, it's going to go great, man. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so anyway, I, I guess uh, I was going to call the whole album that. And then one day I was just staring at the color lilac and I was like, that says it better in my opinion just the color like i like the idea and then once i decided to name it lilac i just started noticing everything that was lilac around me including in la there's like purple like trees yeah. basically like a very lilac shade everywhere you go it's really cool yeah i mean you there are a ton of these i mean they're, yeah. like they're literally literally littering the street yeah. with these <laughs> yeah. lilac colored I was like, flowers it's a sign. yeah, yeah man felt very welcome but you know, I I planned that. Yeah, you, thank you. Talk about you know planning for today. I planned yeah. that so that that was set up. A lot of people think red carpet. I say no, lilac garbage. Just all over the street. <laughs> just, that's what I like. That that's what needs to happen in New York City. Actually, yeah. If all the garbage could be lilac, it might actually make a, it, it, a better it, a decent field. city. It would yeah. be it would be quasi livable. Call up the mayor. Let's make this happen. Um, I, I love it, man. All right, so. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the music. Uh, you're listed as a rapper, singer, producer, and a guitar player as well. Uh, you do sort of all of it. Is there anything that you enjoy more than the other? Sleep. Um, <laughs> I like... <laughs> and sleeper. Yeah. Oh, I should put uh, that on there. I... Ooh, it's tough. Um, I started playing music when I was, like, younger, like, maybe around... 13 on drums and I was just like super duper into punk and that's all I would listen to that's all I cared about um you know I mean bands like no effects and dead Kennedys and anti-flag and bad religion and you know the Ramones and whatnot and I, I was just obsessed um and then I uh then I started playing guitar um because in my hometown there was not ton of musicians so you had to start <laughs> sort of if you had an idea and nobody in like your immediate uh, pool of, of musicians of being like five people were, were going to work. You had to figure it out. And yeah. then, um, around the time, then then maybe around uh, in high school, I just started getting really, really into hip hop. And I, I talk about that in the opening record to EP called Ready or Not. I kind of retrace the steps from like uh, middle school misfit to like developing a love for hip hop and just sort of 
I think the way that the amount of lyrical content that mm-hmm. you can get out on a single hip hop record and the the rules and conventions that you can break and and play with is really fun. So that's a good I just point. Re- I never really thought about it that way. Yeah, I mean, like in one more. one track, you might have as many lyrics as an entire rock album, you know? Right. And there's just a, a lot more opportunity to write differently, think differently. And then, you know, when I moved to New York City when I was around 18, um, you know, I, I was sharing like, you know, an apartment with, with somebody and everything. And like, you couldn't even cough without annoying, you know, a neighbor or whatever. So I wasn't like thrashing around playing guitar as much. And like, you know, uh, I would like busk in the, in the subways. But other than that, um, I was just writing lyrics in my head and that started coming out more and more uh, rapish, and it wasn't, you know, it, it took a little while until I was like, you know what, uh, why not? Right. Why not? I can do that. And then... Um, was there somebody at that time in particular that you were listening to, or is there certain music at that time that helped inspire that? Yeah. Um, at that time, well, one of the big first things that I, I always give a shout-out to my man T.I., Tip Harris, was happening. Mm. Mm. King of the South. Uh, I'm from South Jersey. I don't must count. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I remember like when What You Know came out on mm-hmm. his on his King album. That was like I remember like flipping through the radio and coming across that, and that song just bangs like it just rocks. And so for somebody who would like only listen to this like you know gutter punk nonsense uh like like for something to like actually just like rock for me i was like okay i can Mm. i can start to peel this back a bit and then um i remember like mia and santa gold you know mia like sampled the clash and stuff and that was kind of like an interesting way i started seeing the way that these these things overlapped and were more similar than i thought Mm -hmm. you know i started learning Mm -hmm. about the history of of def jam and you know the bc boys and you know them kind of you know uh you got uh, Rick Rubin. Yeah, Rick Rubin yeah. coming out of the punk scene yep. and, and being around all of that. And, uh, you know, I even have a line like crossover like Debbie Harry did. I used to make the joke that my mom was blondie because it kind of looked like. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, but, you know, she made the song Rapture. And yeah. that was sort of like a strange crossover. And I and I talk about Rundy and singing Aerosmith and whatever. And um, so I started to like really just open myself up to that and and certain artists were making it more accessible to me because what they were doing was like weird and experimental and I appreciated that. I felt like they were taking a lot more risks than the rock bands that I still really liked at the time were, you know, um, 2008 when I moved to New York City, that was the same year as Paper Trail from TI, which I just thought as like a pop album mm. and and his rap album was was like phenomenal um i thought like whatever you like was like the catchiest song of the decade yeah and uh and i used to do an acoustic cover of that too and um kanye came out with 808 and heartbreak uh-huh. and that to me was like okay so this guy who's like this rapper is now just gonna sing an entire record right and it's gonna be like super emotional and i'm like okay like what are the rules yeah, it's an always sunny uh, reference, but <laughs> but what are the rules? Like you can do anything, and that's awesome. That's really exciting. So then I realized, like, okay, like, whatever. You don't even have to be a good singer. Like, let's just throw some auto tune on it. Like, like I like the, the idea of just like unadulterated expressions. So. Yeah, just being able to create, get in and create. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's an important point too of there 
you know, I think we get caught up sometimes with trying to put things in boxes and trying to label yeah. something, right? And yeah. and be like, oh, well, this is this is a pop record. Yeah. This is a rock record. This is and at the end of the day, it's all music. Yeah. And trying to figure out where you sit in. And you're gonna evolve as an artist as well. And yeah. I'm sure some of the songs on this uh album or on this EP didn't sound the uh, didn't sound alike where you're just like you're feeling something a little bit different. Like, for instance, I feel like Selective Memory yeah. sounds much different than a lot of these other songs yeah. that you have on this record. So I want to get into some of this music. I want to play, uh, let's see, what do we have queued up? We have uh, Baby We Are Born to Riot. We got that queued up right here. Um, I think this definitely touches a little bit more on this like punk rock influence that you have when yeah. it comes to that. But obviously there's you in it so tell us a little bit more about this song before we play it here sure um the song was an interesting one uh i i chopped up some some samples in there and uh added some live bass like i hopped on the bass guitar and we added some like real thrashy drums and the idea was um to make like a really kind of I mean, it's kind of like a riot anthem type song. I think it has a very punk vibe to mm -hmm. it, but there's singing and rapping in it. And um, it's the the one song on the EP that is um, very, very, like there's a lot of narrative structure to it. And it's sort of about these characters and they're sort of like, um, it's almost a throwback for all the, you know, a deep cut for the, for the, for the Brent Butler fans out there. <laughs> Talking to you, mom. Uh, <laughs> the the cold press EP that I did in 2015 with a rapper named Decent. Um, that was a concept EP where the character there's characters throughout it, and they're sort of on this like very they're in this like sort of like dystopian version of America, which since 2015 has actually become actual America. Oh, really? um, <laughs> reality. Yeah. yeah uh, so yikes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, you'll see that there's like kind of rather than being super autobiographical it, it's more of like a vibe and a story about characters and so i think that this is sort of a a nod to that ep and that it's concept driven and a little dark but, nice but i think it's i think it's fun uh this at some point maybe a cartoon or some sort of a like visual I, of i think it'd be great yeah. i'd love to get like um some you know animators on on board to do like a cool yeah. i really want to do like a an anime. Like, yeah, I think that this would be a, this would be a good one for that. We want to get into it here. Brent Butler hanging out with us in studio. This one called Baby We Were Born to Riot. Don't go anywhere. Brent is going to pick up the guitar and play a Selective Memory acoustic, the acoustic version here in studio in just a moment. But first, here it is. Baby We Were Born to Riot right here on Dash Radio. Roll 
Birds with low grades that die young but age don't age That's vampire life, no mistake in it Stocks up, so I drove a stake in it Everything worth gold is dangerous I'm a danger to the world, I'm saving it Say what you will, but no one living can judge me Saw the window of opportunity and I'm jumping hyped up here in the studio man and we were talking about how this has i feel like has a real significant meaning especially what's going on right now in our country in our world what yeah. is happening i feel like something like this you know sometimes music is this language that can be expressive where almost like words yeah fail right or yeah. or, or words in this way can yeah be yeah i um i mean the, like i said uh it's definitely a, a song i think about sort of like disenfranchised mm -hmm. youth and mm -hmm. um sort of this idea of like well 
the 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 figures of authority aren't playing by the rules so why should i right um right and you know i think the characters have kind of like some tragic flaws that you know make it more of a you know a uh, a, a darker path than maybe the one that i'm taking in real life but it's definitely i think that there's a lot of truth to it yeah i mean that's also a part of the storytelling yeah right is that exactly. you can sort of uh, you know, create this or, you know, make yeah. make it what you will. And that's the part, to me, in songwriting that allows you to disconnect from who you are yeah. but still have a part of who you are in it and then yeah. be able to expand on that and really be able to share that. Uh, so that, that's great, man. I, I want to get into this acoustic version. This is kind of how we're going to end things here is you playing acoustically Selective Memory. I told you when you first walked in here, this was a song that stood out to me on the project. Um, I think there's... A lot of people are saying the same thing to you, uh, which is what you told me. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit more about Selective Memory and the way that that song came about, because it's got an interesting story. Yeah. Um, so like I said earlier, when we're talking about uh, the, the name of the EP and everything, um, all of that was sort of in flux while I was recording. I've, I've worked on the EP basically over like a year-long period where um, when, I, when I started, I was kind of uh, just trying to get creatively, you know, un unblocked. You know, I had been spending a lot of time after the Cold Press EP came out uh, with Decent. We started, uh, we got like an entire live band together to take, you know, the more electronic hip-hop production behind the EP and, and bring it live and make it like very theatrical. And so we were doing a lot of shows. Um, and after a while, I was like, man, we've just, we've been playing a lot of shows. I don't, I haven't been like writing um so i was like real just like energized and motivated to get writing again uh but i didn't know what it was going to be um after you know painstakingly uh going over every detail of the cold press with like a fine tooth comb i had played with the idea of well the next project uh, is just going to be super gritty and dirty and i don't care and i'm not going to spend any time on polish and maybe it'll just be like a, a like a you know i'll do it i'll do it on like a four track recorder and it'll be like just punk songs uh -huh. um but then immediately i was sort of like nah i started making new beats that i really liked um and i wanted to do them proper um so i uh but i had to just see what was going to happen so i was just sort of writing throwing different stuff at the wall, you know, I'd bring stuff into the studio, I would, I would work on everything at home, and then I would bring it to my buddy Craig uh, Levy over at Little Pioneer Studios in New York, and he would sort of uh, take a listen and be like, that's good, that's good, work on that one more, that one's garbage. And, and <laughs> you need so, somebody like that, too, yeah. who's going to tell you it's garbage. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good, it's good. Um, you know, I think he's protected me from myself in a lot of ways. Um it's, it's always good to have, like, a bit of a sounding board, but only, like, sort of a closed environment. Yeah, you, trust, you open you it up to too much people. feedback, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough. So, anyway, the record started to really take shape after a while. I decided it would be called Lilac, and um, I felt like it needed one more song, even though it was already getting very long for an EP. Um, I was like, uh, you know... I really wanted something that would tie it in together, maybe mention the word lilac. I thought mm -hmm. that'd be useful. And mm -hmm. so I tried to think about like what really is like the core idea that I was trying to get to, which you don't need to do. People can release albums and stuff that are just an assortment of songs. But I think that there are 
some common threads that run through all of it just because of where I was when I was writing most of it. Mm -hmm. And so Selective Memory was the very last song that I wrote for the album. Um, And uh, it was sort of, you know, we were already going into the mastering process with the other tracks. Mm. So this one was like I had had a little bit of breathing room to look back on the album and be like, okay, what... How can I how can I say like make sure that that there's some sort of anchor here? Um, right. And I wrote this track, and at first my engineer guy was like, uh, "Come on, what what you like?" He thought that I was just too scared to like call the EP finished, and that I was just gonna try to keep throwing more songs, which on it does so, happen. Yeah, so that, that we could happen. just work on it forever. And I'm like, no, trust me, I really want it done. I want to put it out, but I think that this one is important, and right. I, I took a different. Uh, approach to it production wise and everything you know I started chopping up some drum samples and whatnot and just allowing it to allowing it to take shape without being worried about genre and -hmm. then at the same time being very deliberate in what the content like what the the vibe was going to be and what the the message throughout it was going to be which is a bit trippy it's a bit about memory and lack thereof and understanding who you are and how you how you construct your your self-identity through you know cherry picking memories throughout your life you know? yeah yeah for sure for sure uh, i want to get into this here you're going to play acoustic in studio i want to remind everybody that you can listen back to this entire interview on my site hopperworld.com um we've got links back to all of brent butler's stuff as well there and without further ado, Brent Butler is going to take it away playing Selective Memory on acoustic guitar here in studio. I want to remind everybody of this. I like to end the show this way. Um, music is life and life is good. Brent Butler, Selective Memory, acoustic version right here, right now on Discover. Never felt like this. One blink, what the hell I miss? I might have died and gone to hell, I guess. Probably left behind one hell of a mess. I spent a couple years in a free fall. When it all went wrong, I don't recall. Treating people like a playground. Woke up wrong side of the seesaw. Damn, what was the plan again? I just can't understand. Like it's all written in Mandarin. I gave a tip to the cameraman. Like in my good side, he said, ain't nobody that talented. Uh, I'm not a shark, just a hammerhead. Head him right for a brick wall. Two worlds collide, my light and my dark side. Right then I drift off like... Yeah, we all get lost in the days between our dreams Selective memory And the parts we forgot are much larger than they seem Selective memory It weighs on you like deja vu The world seen through my selective memory it weighs on you like deja vu the world seen through my selective memory trying to get with it murder huh getting awful nervous huh try another angle yeah now you're caught up in a burp you duh feel like i lost my purpose per chance it's an op to purge this for each burnt bridge that drops a new crop emerges but i'm scared i do not deserve it at least some earnest i need to earn it i need to feel like the dream is worth it i need to go deep beneath the surface i need to feel like you're right here with me now i need to see your hands over the crowd scream like tomorrow i won't be around because honestly no future promises the past is all we have in common that's when nostalgia lives 
Yeah, we all get lost in the days between our dreams Selective memory And the parts we forgot are much larger than they seem Selective memory It weighs on you like deja vu The world seen through my selective memory it weighs on you like deja vu the world seen through my selective memory In lilac, my head gone, don't mind that. See my life in time lapse right before my eyelashes. Lie back in lilac, my head gone, don't mind that. See my life in time lapse right before my eyelashes. Lie back in lilac, my head gone, don't mind that. See my life in time lapse right before my eyelashes. Lie back in lilac, my head gone. Don't mind that See my life in time lapse Right before my eyelashes Lie back in lilac My head gone Don't mind that See my life in time lapse Right before my eyelashes Lie back in lilac My head gone Don't mind that See my life in time lapse Right before my eyelashes <laughs>